Imagine if, imagine if that was ASMR. I'm gonna be getting relaxed right now. Raisin Man Arena. Welcome to Raisin Man. Welcome to Raisin Man Arena. It's Wednesday, uh, October twenty-first. Not nine days till uh, till Halloween. Till Christmas. Till Christmas. <laughs> Dude, are you Halloween? Are you a Halloween head or are you a Christmas head? Because I think it's one or the other. Yeah, I know which one you are. Which one? Uh, you're a Christmas head. I'm a Christmas head. Yeah. You like getting cozy fo- by the fireplace. Oh, my with God. A with hot chocolate. With my family. You got presents. I like, I think, it, for me, it's about the seasons and the feeling that each each holiday evokes. And for me, I think, honestly... I like the crispness of fall, maybe a little more. But to me, Halloween is it's, there's all these feelings of sort of nervousness around partying and stuff. Yeah, that's why I don't like it. That that attend the holiday for me, and it's also kind that's of why spooky. I don't like it. And boys like to get a little evil and stuff like that. And there's like pressure to have a costume and stuff. There's no pressure with Christmas. Except no, presents. presents are a big pressure. Presents, presents are, are a big, big pressure. pressure. Well, okay. Well, I, Wait, let me discover my we, opinion as I speak. <laughs> we're both quiet. Pump up the jams. Are we both quiet for for real? Are we really quiet? Felipe, pump the jams. Thank you, Mom. Grab. Wait, what are you talking about? Pump the jams. Like, do you want me to be playing the music? What's she talking about? Sandwich. No, pump the jams of your voices. Okay, well I did. Meter's telling me that they're fine. Meter's telling me one thing. Mom grabs telling me another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, while you figure that out, I can kind of. So you were saying that boys are evil, and that makes you <laughs> it's scared. Just like, yeah, you know, one time on Halloween when I was in sixth grade, a kid egged me while I was uh, walking down the street. Really. Yeah, what, but and, what had you done? I hadn't done anything. You did something. You just went down up behind me and you did cracked something. an egg on my head. And I thought, this is like a spooky holiday, like a mischief. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm being bullied. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't like that. Uh, you, yeah. I don't like that. And so that that has tainted my experience of the holiday. I like people Wait, with sexy costumes. You like people with sexy costumes? Yeah, oh my maybe god. Like me too. Christmas girls should dress up in sexy, yeah. sexy costumes. <laughs> uh, it's funny mm. that Christmas has the mistletoe um, tradition because you're usually with your family. Yeah. So who are you your dad. who are you kissing? <laughs> kissing your damn dad. <laughs> who like you know or Santa baby? Santa Like what is this eroticism around Christmas? Yeah. There's nothing erotic about it. I think Christmas was horny in the nineteen fifties. But why? Um I don't know. They were just like pumping out horny tunes about Christmas back then, so um Well, it was just after World War (laughs) Two. Yes. (laughs) And the country was in a boom, yeah. It's just after World War II. Do you think the economy was roaring? Yeah. And the middle class was bigger and more stable than it ever was. 
it was the baby boom so people were finding any opportunity they could to fuck mm-hmm. do you think that um santa has a kind of freudian resonance like a man coming into your home leaving presents you know what i'm saying yes like there's some there's some sort of like dream imagery to kind of unpack there there's always like cuckold stuff going on with santa in, in porn right like he comes in to sleep with your wife and stuff mm. yeah i don't know something freudian but about a father what 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 would it be what's the fantasy it's about a father returning you're a kid and your your absent father is returning home with presents with presents but he has to break in right that's what's in. interesting he, he doesn't come in through the, the front door yeah he goes in through the chimney he sort of violates the home that's like terrifying to me that's the same logic as like in it when the clown comes through like the toilet and the piping and stuff like that like the idea of a man coming through like a piece of plumbing in your house yeah or, like, <laughs> in your house is <laughs> wait it comes through the toilet yeah well the clown and it comes through like the toilet and the bathtub is someone pooping when he comes in i don't know i've never seen the it movies but when my i had a babysitter as a child who explained to me that the clown comes in through the bathtub and where in the bathtub i never wanted to like i was too scared of taking a bath for like six months Huh. Seems like you still are, huh? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, judging from the a bunch judging of from flies the, are yeah. busting around. <laughs> <laughs> You're still scared of it. <laughs> That's why I haven't been showering. Yeah, cuckled. Um, what uh, what are you what are you feeling today? Uh, I feel kind of tired. Yeah. But I got this coffee. I have a milk foamer that I got from my girlfriend. Um, but I haven't busted it out. So you're going to give it to her or it's just for when she's here? It's for when she's here. It's not hers. It's ours. <laughs> That's a she, funny gift. She can use it while she's here. But um, I don't know if the my, the oat milk I drink will foam. Um, so, yeah, yeah, just little thoughts like that are kind of swirling around my head. Does oat milk foam? Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. When you have a girlfriend, you got to keep getting her like little presents I know that's to stay that's key and that's always been my big weakness yeah and next time I get a girlfriend I'm gonna need to look into that don't be caught without a little present I know I know I'd say every month month and a half you need a little present things gotta come in the mail I know but you love to get Amazon packages and in in your own life it's so you're already you've (laughs) been training you've been training all (laughs) year to do this I get myself a little present maybe once a week I'd say yeah but I presents are not my love language. My love languages are all the things that like aren't so hard to do. Touch and words of affirmation. You don't need to like You're, take time out of your day. It's like I'm here. I'm. I'll touch you. You know what I'm saying? I'll touch you. <laughs> Those are like the low effort love languages. When You're, you have quality time is like you got to take time away from your day. Acts of service. You got to like work. Mm-hmm. Presents. You got to spend money. Touch. Words of affirmation costs nothing. Very easy stuff to do. Your love language is explaining uh, a, <laughs> a video game YouTube channel you've been watching about a guy who's developing a video game across a number of months and the problems he's running into. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and those are cool. Uh, touch. Are you like a? Are you a big toucher? Yeah. Because I, I think of myself as a big toucher, and I don't think of you that way. That's because you've never seen me. Why don't you love with a bitch? Why don't you love language up on me sometimes? <laughs> nah, dude. 
I keep I, I, I save up all my touch For you know I'm actually Like I don't like touching people Outside the context of You know it's like I'm not like a touchy person I'm not a person that If if I meet you I'm gonna be like Hey what's up Like Yeah yeah mm, Yeah You You're know saving it for the holes I <laughs> <laughs> for when you're in the bedroom I save it for, for people that I'm intimate with Wow So not But I do touch a lot And then you're like Well you never saw me With my ex-girlfriend With Sarah No Yeah well, we were touching No we were touching all the time That's We were always true. holding hands That's We were true. like Always in public touching Yeah You take a a, a, per, a woman into your bedroom And then you close the door and your back like opens up like in men in black and like these like tentacles come out <laughs> yeah, to touch her better and, like, touch her. Jesus yeah. Christ <laughs> yeah it's kind of it's kind of like that yeah I guess so okay cool so love got... language words of affirmation oh Bubba <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, she's listening. Hey, what's up? Oh, <laughs> she what's listens up? to every episode. <laughs> okay, we got Jeremy in the chat. We got Kay. We got Brian Oaks. Good morning, everybody. <clears throat> Tuning in to Raisin Man. <laughs> We're talking about love languages. We're talking about <sighs> Christmas versus Halloween. And um, we got a text this morning. So we moved this to Friday because we thought Sarah would be here. But then Friday morning comes, no texts from her, <laughs> no calls, <laughs> what's going on, they setting up uh, the equipment. Yeah. And then finally we get a call from her saying she's in Illinois. Yeah. Well, we knew she was in Illinois, but I, when she said let's do a Friday, I didn't know she would be on Illinois I didn't know Illinois today, but she said, no, I meant that I would do, we could do the show Friday and I would be remote from Illinois. Mm. That being said, she was not awake to do remote either. Well, okay. So on two counts, she, she was swindling us. But I, as a credit to her on the text thread, she said, how's Friday? And you said, Friday's good for me. And I didn't, and in my classic move, I didn't respond, assuming everyone knew what was in my head, which was, let's do Friday. So it was maybe on me to confirm what we were saying. It was also maybe on me to text you guys last night. And that's a job that I have still not stepped up to the plate. Like, I am resentful of my job as producer. Like, sometimes I wish we would all the night before go, so what's up tomorrow? But it's always false to me to do it. And I just think I have to accept that job and so i don't do it and then i get mad when other people don't go so what's up tomorrow and i'm like why am i the one who has to text but it's like no no no. i'm the one who has to text it's i am the producer job. you're the producer yeah you're the guy who cares the most about it <laughs> right isn't it ironic isn't it ironic that i'm the one who cares the most about it <laughs> Given that I'm the one who hates job. doing it the most. And it's your job to text, all right? Uh, yeah, it is my job to text. We all have little jobs. We all have jobs. And what's your job? My job is to kind of sow seeds of doubt <laughs> in people's friendships. And <laughs> all my friendships, really. Uh, and what's Sarah's job? Sarah's job is to not show up. Yeah. <laughs> nah, she shows up. She shows up. Yeah, she shows nah, up. nah, we're playing. We're playing. She's she shows up. Yeah. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah. <laughs> I like this kind of. I like this kind of quiet mood. 
Yeah. So what the fuck is the deal with these TikToks? <laughs> Right in in Dime Square, <laughs> they're making TikToks. <laughs> Dime Square, bro. Gabby uh, said we can't talk about Dime Square anymore. Yeah, and I was like, that's fair. That's fair. But then, but then, but then they come out with a whole TikTok new, channel. New things keep happening. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. I gonna, how am I not going to talk about it? The thing is, the problem we get viewers, listeners, is we can't talk about our own scene because. We can't talk shit about people because, like, that would get us in trouble. Do you really want to talk shit? You know why we can't talk shit about our scene? What? What? Yeah. Why? Mm, actually, I was gonna say because there we don't have one, but that's not true. Who? What are we gonna say? I love Edie. She's my scene. Alex Bliss. I love him. Julia. I love Life World. <laughs> I love the whole Life World. What am I gonna say? I got nothing bad to say. Well, yeah. Well, it's funny because post-pandemic, we've I think I've kind of X'd out of my life, really, all the people that I, like, felt like I had to, like, see their work. Right, we don't do comedy then, anymore. So we that's what I mean by we don't have a scene. We don't do comedy anymore. Yeah, Jeremy Levick is annoying, and he bullies me whenever we're at events together by doing aggressive riffs. By doing bits that I, <laughs> I can't keep up with. <laughs> <laughs> By doing aggressive antisocial <laughs> riffs. Uh, no, I, I was hanging out with Jeremy the other day. We had we were having a really nice time. That's nice. We got a pizza together. We were like nice. catching up. I think we have a scene. I could talk shit about people. Who you want to talk shit about? Talk shit about people's movies, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait, that's... When you say that, there could only be a couple different movies. <laughs> no. Uh, no. No, 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 no. It's not the movies you think, dear listeners. Whatever movies you think I was going to talk it's shit about, them. it's not them. Wait, so, I'm sorry, I derailed you, though. So, what's the problem? You were saying this is the big problem. We can't talk about our scene. Yeah, so we can't talk about our own scene because it would get us in trouble. And we're not in any position to, to get into trouble because we, we have nothing to have. Right. We, 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 there's, no, there's no gain to be... We, we have no followers or no listeners, so getting in trouble wouldn't be good for us because there's, there's, there's not a, we can't hedge it against anything. Um, so what we have to do is talk about other scenes that aren't our own. Oh my God! There's a person who's really, <laughs> who's Whoa. really, who really. Holy shit. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Holy shit! I've gotten... Someone just posted a paragraph in the chat, and I'm scared to read it no no so there's this person who i don't know their name but they they've they're a fan and they've messaged me a couple of times that they want us to talk about the hypothesis that covid was leaked from a lab okay yeah we've talked about that before. but the thing i feel is like it, it almost almost seems like common knowledge to me like i'm like yeah plausible plausible that like that it was developed in a lab yeah and it got out not you know not through maliciousness but through neglect yeah. Well, what more is there to say? I mean, at this point, COVID, COVID might not even, might as well not even exist. Cave. Cave. Oh boy. <laughs> um, yeah. No. It, well, it still exists. Yeah. I guess what what to me, the question I have is what to me is like important about it being leaked out of a lab versus something else like versus a wet market it doesn't matter like i was like yeah it could be leaked out of a lag lab and that to me doesn't like 
change my politics or how I feel about the world or like what do you know what I mean? Like what would right? What would be different? What, what's what's a, what are the ideal ideological? Does it mean we have to drop an atom bomb on China? It's like coming from a lab. Um, oh, the NIH. So the is that the English? No, that's the National Institute of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That is the NIH. Uh, yeah, it doesn't change much. The only thing it changes that makes me go like, ah shit, like ah this could have been avoided. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if it's like a bat, I'm like, well, nature, nature's a wild beast. But if it's in a lab, I'm like, ah. It was it, man's doing. It was like a mistake. And then you think back to the moment where someone like dropped the Petri dish or something and you go, fuck, 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 don't do it. it it's going to change lab. the world. It was a wet market in a lab. <laughs> it was like at the, it was at the food court inside the lab facilities, <laughs> not a wet market. It was a wet lab. It was a, it was a lab. lab that was covered yeah. in water. Yeah. Well, when I hear it come out of the lab, I was like, well, people make mistakes, you know? It's true. It's true. But the problem is, like, they were playing with fire if it did come out of the lab. Yeah. You know? Yeah. What were they trying to make? Why Why try and make an, a better, a more awesome cold, like a more powerful cold, you know? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. You know, the, you want to study a virus, and then you go... I want to study it more, faster. So it needs to be mega. I need to make We're it mega. So smart. <laughs> <laughs> We're so smart. Oh, jeez, yeah. Louise. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy, says <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I, yeah. That's the thing. It's like I appreciate it. Again, I, I don't know. I don't know your actual name. My. The, the mic is going we want to do the fans justice. Uh, yeah, but talk uh, about what they want to talk about. Jeremy says, "Oh my god, this guy, this guy never freaking stops." <laughs> Wait. He says they were trying to make the vaccine into a gummy. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, Jesus Christ! Wait, yeah. this my microphone is like that's going to be on my to tombstone. I hope so, uh, when I'm getting married or something. One, two, three. That joke comes up again. <laughs> <laughs> COVID is like a long ago memory. Wait, ah, fuck. My microphone is really pooping out. What's going on? Sorry, folks. We have to we have to halt the immense um, momentum we have in this conversation. <laughs> Hopefully, they can fix uh, some sort of mic problem he's having. It might be this cord. Yeah, I always thought. Yeah, it comes from a lab anyways. That makes sense. It's plausible. And to me, there's there's no political action to, to take on it or like next steps to have. It's like it's out in the world. If sure, it was some people's fault. But, you know, anyone could have taken the L. Everyone's everyone's studying COVID-19 in a secret it, lab. Somewhere. It's true. It just happened to be in China that, you know, it got out. It's and, true. And, and it, the Chinese probably... They're they're pretty they're on the straight and narrow they they know how to organize well and stuff and so they probably this was a one in a million chance they probably are studying more dangerous things that haven't leaked out of labs yeah can you you, know? you should be thankful that those things are exactly now. exactly honestly if, you should count your lucky stars if I would have teed the L up to someone like the United States for doing some kind of bullshit like that like a lab leak or a a, a facility suddenly exploding right or and then like i would that. be like it's because we don't have so you know it's because the if public infrastructure has been 
exactly. know, totally like degraded exactly. by neoliberalism. But in China, you got plenty of state funding. In China, they have a new shiny new train station every day mm -hmm. in China. Yeah. So, you know, honestly, it should have been us. And I'm, I only feel bad that it was them. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like when you're in a relationship and you make a mistake and then your partner's like, well, you did that. And then you're like, yeah, but I don't usually do that. You're using this one mistake against exactly. me. I'm usually exactly. so good. And now you're weaponizing this one time against me. Yes. And you're, and then you're losing ground and you lose ground. You, you know, putting it in those terms makes me angry already. <laughs> At your girlfriend? At my girlfriend. <laughs> um, wait, what was I going to say? I think it's it's like, either way, we can't, we can't do anything, folks. We can't do anything about it. We can't do anything about it. And then, but you just pick the, the person you don't like to have been responsible. Yes. So for, at first it was like lab leak. It was the Chinese because if you're conservative, you don't like the Chinese. But then this person's like, it was the NIH. It was, you know, it's like, okay, now we've shifted the blame into the NIH and is the NIH um, British have we established that I yet? think so yeah that's the National Institute of Health I think it's American the NHS I think is the British thing NIH oh you're right the NHS what, who's National the Institute of Health is the nation's medical research agency the, the nation the nations I think which it's nations? our nation because I looked this up oh, in the United I States I thought it was the the, the magazine <laughs> the leftist the <laughs> the nation has a big the progressive magazine the nation oh it's american is what everybody's saying united states department of health and human service yeah <clears throat> so it was america oh it's in bethesda maryland damn look at this look at this picture of wow that looks it looks scary. it looks it looks like uh it looks like a globalist uh compound gabby boots says it's in maryland <laughs> <laughs> look at that it, and it does look scary uh whoever brought this topic up it does look like something could be leaked from there like <clears throat> it's like a, a foreboding um it looks like a kind of um new deal style building mm -hmm. you know um uh, it's very foreboding and, and yeah and well big. judging from this covid thing it looks like they give us a raw deal yep they sure did. And that's that, guys. And that's that topic. <clears throat> Skewered. Um, oh, man. I've been, I've been debating whether or not <laughs> to talk about the funny thing that happened on Sunday. Well, but I didn't know let's if you were gonna, fucking go. I didn't know if you were going to cue me up for it. I'm going to cue you up. No, you don't have to cue me up. <laughs> okay. We got a scoop. I'm, on a Sunday, I'm at home. I'm watching Deadwood. Uh, no, I'm watching Force Majeure with Gabby Boots. But I'm wondering, where the hell's Felipe? And it, and it makes me ask, Felipe, what were you doing on Sunday? <sighs> Guys, all right, I'm going to tread carefully here. <laughs> um, I, was at a, I was at a private screening of the new season of the show about the show. Kave, by, by Kave Sahedi, who, yeah, is a who we've talked about on the podcast. Yeah, we've talked about it before. If you don't know who he is, look up past you listen to every previous raisin man episode <laughs> to try and figure out who, who we're is, talking about who we're talking well about. his show's about to uh his show's about to they're saying they're gonna take it off of youtube no really that's what i read who because of his um legal battles because of his legal battles 
Oh, okay. Not because it like infringes on some YouTube rule. No. Are you getting a text that's saying abort abort? Yeah. <laughs> no. I I hate WhatsApp. All my family's on WhatsApp. Why 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 is your family Latino mode? <laughs> because we have German family members. Ah, uh, okay. But and I had a friend who told me that Carly told me she's got a bunch of friends on WhatsApp. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Just get on an iMessage thread. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But but anyways, I just get messages all the time from people showing pictures of their babies and stuff. And I'm like, this isn't my scene. <laughs> That's the scene you can talk shit about. Yeah. Is your German cousin. Exactly. My scene is the Cave Sehedi life world scene. That's right. So, so keep going. What's the big story is like, I used, I don't know. It's like, we, famously, we fucked with him in the past, right? Yeah. You would say we fucked with him in the past. I would say the first, I've only seen the first season of the show about the show, and I thought it was artistically daring and interesting and fun to watch. Yeah. That's what it's, I'd say. I, I wouldn't fuck with him as a person. I came away from just that season already thinking this guy is a bit repugnant, and I would never want to, like, hang out with him. Sure. But I like the show. Sure. Well, not me, you know, I'm an extremist. <laughs> And I and I'm looking for any guru that will lead me That's into right. some ideology an that I can hang young on artist. to. Yeah. yeah, looking for a north star. I watched both seasons a million times, and then after I'm just gonna get cut to the chase. After the screening, I don't know if I can fuck with him anymore. Yeah, it was like kind of intense. It was an intense screening. So, said what was the screening about? So he. He was wanted to recreate an experience that already happened, or he just wanted to screen the third season. Well, it was both. So he had done. He did a screening uh, at Life World about a year ago, and uh, he wanted to like reenact it, and then he also wanted to show the new season. So I think the audience was filmed, both for a reenaction reenactment also for a kind of documentary like to be used mm. moving forward um yeah i don't know i guess i'll just make it short but like it was like he's already kind of can't really show the show publicly um because he's getting like cease and desist letters all the time from his wife who's like in the show and doesn't want him to do it or whatever and from other people who are like mad at him and mad at their depiction in the show and like so it's like already kind of a project that's having a hard time like happening or moving forward and like he can't get anyone to buy it and uh, it was uh it was on this <laughs> I think like I don't know if I can say this but Eternal Family was like yeah we're not fucking with this because we're getting season desist letters so they took it down like it just isn't yeah um like it just it, and I think now they're gonna take it off of YouTube so he would like had to do this sort of in secret and it was like kind of for the people who knew it was happening and so kind of the insider group which is a an appealing event to go to if you're if you're if you're, a, if you're it, ahead you're, you're in the know if you're ahead yeah but it just was like easily support this abuser <laughs> by going to the secret <laughs> event. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I kind of I kind of knew going in that I was like, oh, this is maybe a little spicy. Like I already was feeling like I don't know if I like totally fuck with this guy anymore it's because of the episodes that had been made public where he's basically like, yeah, like my wife doesn't want me to show my kids in the show, but like 
I'm gonna show them anyways. And I was like, that's not, that's, that ain't right. Mm. Um, but then this season, the one he showed was like easily the darkest one. Um, it was like really rough. It was like more intense um, than than any of the other ones. And why? <laughs> what what was depicted in it? Well, I, I there's this person that he starts to date, and like there's a person who he dates in like season one or season two. Season two, and they um and then this season that he's screening tonight is about the filming of season two right and so he's interviewing this woman not interviewing but this woman's like doing confessional style in a room about the experience of being in a relationship with Kave. yeah and the things that she reveals are like disturbing yeah i i i, I don't I don't know if it's like worth going into too much or I don't know should I go I could go into detail or not just to like keep it kind of broad but like basically she starts kind of wanting to kill herself uh during the yeah, film she has the suicidal thoughts suicidal thoughts and and she's saying all this on camera like when we were filming I started having suicidal yeah, thoughts yeah yeah exactly um mainly because she's like really young she's like in her early 20s and she starts dating him and like it kind of this sort of precipitates the his divorce and so she's like feeling guilt about it and she feels guilt about being in the show and she has her own relationship that's like being hurt by her relationship with Kabe and so it's like she's just like relating and then she's talking about what the relationship is like and I don't know he just sounds not awesome like a you know kind of a dude surprise that, surprise kind of a dude that won't take <laughs> a shock, a shock kind of a dude all. that will not accept no you know who like doesn't like to be told no and like has a kind of philosophical kind of explanation for why your partner shouldn't say no to you and like things like that and she's describing all of this and you're seeing this like young young woman and and you're just like again like i don't want to i don't want to get into too many specifics just because they kind of bum me out and they're quite dark i am not like i i'm i'm not trying to cancel kave or anything like <laughs> you do you you know like if you're into him whatever um, but like the, the stuff she describes and I'm also like, not, I think I'm like, I've been quite like lenient. I've given him a quite a wide berth from watching the show. Um, like, so I don't think I'm like particularly sensitive, but the thing she describes about the relationship, I was like, this is quite dark and troubling. Um, you know. And so, and meanwhile, in, in the back of life world, you know, someone's at the bar being like, "Hey, does anyone want, you know, beer?" Does yeah, exactly. I was at the bar with Sarah. Yeah, you know, Alex is kind of hanging around, yeah. watching the bathroom area. There's Christmas tree lights up. Yeah, like <laughs> exactly. We're like making sure that the levels are okay. Alex is writing the levels so it doesn't get too loud. Um, and so then, like after this the whole audience was like a little tensed up i think and like my friends were walking in and out like there was a whole stretch of it where i had to be outside of the room and then at one point she said this one thing that was like so dark and i'm still debating whether or not to share it also because like the show is not out but she said this thing that was like so dark and like made me so upset that i had to i left i like went outside um and i was like i don't know if i can like take part in this anymore and 
anyways then i was like no no i gotta be in there because i had some friends still in there and i was like i just gotta like ride it out with my friends like i gotta watch the whole thing and it got long like it was a long um testimonial by this person so i go back in and she's still she's still doing the testimonial i'll go in and then the screening ends and he like goes up to like do a q a and i just was like really mortified and and really like just cringing like atomically cringing and just i was like i want him to leave like i don't i don't want to like have a confrontation with him like it's not gonna go anywhere i just want him to leave and i just want to hang out with my friends and just be like let's not ever do that again <laughs> um and i hope I, also another thing i'm like eliding details but i'm afraid to seem like overly sensitive so if you feel like you haven't painted how bad this was in order for me to believe you. You can, like, check me on that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, or, or I guess what I'm thinking is, like, if you elide details and just say this really uncomfortable thing happened to me and I leave the room, I'm thinking people in the audience listening will imagine, immediately imagine the worst A thing. A worst thing. The worst thing that could ever happen. Or yeah. Something, whatever it is, and it may be different for different people. But my fear is if you don't say what it is... It actually is, is worse. It actually sounds like worse because you you'll they'll just imagine the worst things you know yeah yeah but um yeah do you want me to say them because i know what they are you know what they are yeah yeah i mean i guess also too because he's like so honest in his work that i'm like well i feel like enabled to just right you know like his philosophy is like um we can talk about how is a lie. Well, I guess we do like to word, use the word allied. Yeah. Yeah, but this that feels someone in the ch in the chat saying, "Can we talk about how allied is y'all's favorite word?" I'm like, seems like the least interesting. <laughs> yeah. Seems well, like the worst sure, alleyway we'll to do go an down. Hour on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what what happens? What what happens? There's a so she's like suicidal. Yeah. In this in this confession. And then she's like, says at one point, she's like, oh, you know, I thought about killing myself and I shared this with Kave and Kave was like, well, that wouldn't be the worst thing yeah. if you were to do that. And then she's like, oh, you know, but I knew what he meant. I knew he meant it in this like cosmic way. But she's like sobbing. But she's, she's like, sobbing I know what time. you meant, but she's and crying. And so you get this picture where she's like kind of this unreliable narrator of her own experience where you're like she's sharing sharing these gruesome details about how like she's like oh i would say like oh i didn't want to do certain things with kave and kave would be like well every time you say no you like put up a wall in a relationship and so you know no isn't good because it may creates distance right, between yeah. you and your partner and you hear that and you're like Ooh, that's like icky and not the right philosophy to have. But then she's like, but I know what he meant because like Kaveh does things he doesn't want to do in, in our relationship all the time and right. stuff like that. So you, you're the picture that's being painted or the experience you're having as an audience member, as you described it, is it's like a person who's like crying and sobbing and trying to tell a story that's like painful to her but also confusing to her and when she's like not sure how she feels about you. Right, exactly. And so you feel like she's this unreliable narrator where you're like, well, the thing I really get at the end of the day is that like this is a person who's like so unstable. So vulnerable. So vulnerable that like you really shouldn't be in yeah, a relationship even, with her. Even the fact that, that he, could, yeah. She's so um, um, amenable to... Um, to like advice and to Kaveh's like um, power that like she could kind of believe anything or something or she's like 
yeah, she's not manipulatable, but like that, like, wow, Kavi's gotten in her head so much that she's not even clear what this story is about what's happened. And that is like this spooky, uncomfortable thing. Totally. Yeah, exactly. It was like, even when she wasn't giving gruesome details, I was like, this person has so many issues with like insecurity and like things that aren't figured out that simply the fact that this man had a relationship with her seems suspect. It's like, you should not, there are kinds of people who it's like, hey, look, you're hot, you're cool, but like you got some stuff to figure out or like this relationship would not be on even footing if we had it. And that's kind of how it felt. And then when she said that thing about it wouldn't be the worst thing of like, I want to kill myself. It wouldn't be the worst thing. I was like, this is my limit of like a person who talks in sort of like philosophical abstractions. You know what I'm saying? If someone comes about up, Kave, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, if someone comes up to you and they say, I'm, I'm thinking of killing myself, like you should be like, no, I love you. Don't, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't go into philosophy world. And right. that was really frustrating to me. Right. I was like, this is like kind of anti-human. Like you can't, you can't dip into philosophy world when someone says something like that to you. And, and it, that was kind of why I walked out. I was like, I don't, I don't like this anymore. Like, I don't find, I don't find this like philosophically interesting. I, I find this is like the, the limit of my curiosity about this guy's philosophy. Yeah. Um, because if you can't, if you can't stop to be like, other people are number one. Like the most important thing should be taking care of other people. If that's not like where your philosophy ends to me, I'm like, I can't, I couldn't abide that. Um, and he like, so, okay, we've, we've explained that, correct? Or do you feel like yeah, there's anything yeah, yeah. else? I've, so then I like, so he goes up for the Q and A and I was like, I don't really want <laughs> to like. So, or, or, or I guess just to be clear, it's, yeah. it's, there isn't a thing of where she's like, omits like uh, admits to like being assaulted or something like that no it's no, a thing no. where she's like describing an unequal relationship that is like to the, that it's disturbing to the point where you're like well this person has been like kind of manipulated into some dark thoughts and you realize that Kave was like a person who was like encouraging it or in some ways causing it and that like wow you you in the way you didn't understand in season two you're like man this really he shouldn't have been in a relationship with this person and it was it was scary totally totally and then and then there's like an extra part of this which i'll sort of elaborate on when he goes up but he like went up for the q a and i was like i don't want to talk to him and at first people were like, that was cool. Like, you know, a couple of people who were just <laughs> like, that was awesome. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. And then one guy was like, yeah, he's like, this kind of answers the question for me about like power imbalances. He was being a little bit like abstract, but essentially he said something like, you know, we talk about power differentials in relationships and obviously sometimes it's a little overstated or people like a little alarmist about it. But in this case, it feels like pretty clear that like, they're not awesome or like this wasn't a super equal relationship or whatever and then caroline was like she raised her hand and she was like that made me sick and mm -hmm. that kind of seemed to throw him off he was like in a good way and she was like no that made me sick and i thought that was the right thing for her to say because that i think everyone kind of felt it and then kind of the if it opened the floodgates mm -hmm. um and this is this is something so he has a he has a journal that he publishes every day mm -hmm. and he, he so this is like public he wrote about this um already but um and then like what follows is this kind of argument or cumber or what what i think some people mean to be a cumber basically he gets defensive he's like you're judging me morally 
you're like an immoral in a moralist position and i think caroline was genuinely like trying to react to what had happened and i think if anything caroline was like trying yeah I, I, I don't think caroline was coming from like a moralizing place but i think she was reacting sort of emotionally or like you know viscerally which is how how i felt too so but he was like you're like instead of instead of like appreciate or sort of apprehending this as like a neutral thing as like an art object you're like moralizing and then it 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 got hard because he felt really attacked and he was like trying to like justify himself and people were the terms of what had gone wrong were never quite established because he was like art should not moralize and i was like well sure but the problem here is the description of your relationship <laughs> and right. no one was quite saying like bro these things like you gotta check though it's like the question of him as a person and whether or not art should moralize were sort of separate and they were becoming a little um blurry where there because of the tension of the room no one could be like all right wait let's get our terms straight like what is happening like it wasn't the conversation it was sort of like this weird fight and people would be like you know people ask him questions and then he'd be like well nietzsche says and then people would be like bro like you're you know you're like dancing around our questions don't bring nietzsche into this yeah like he was i think he was he was kind of panicking famously good guy yeah exactly <laughs> he was kind of panicking and answering sort of like like wishy-washy things and people were trying to like people were coming in from different angles some people had a thing about you know like someone was like do you think you suffer as much as the people in your documentary and you know he kind of couldn't really answer that and then some people were um really comforting because the person who had narrated this whole relationship the girl who who in question she was there in the audience and she was like trying to defend him which also didn't look awesome it didn't look great for her to be like no it's all good like it's all good i'm like right you're still under the spell yeah you're not helping the cause right now and I don't know. I like tried to chime in or I tried to be like a little more. I was basically what I said to him. I was like, I was like putting aside the moral question. I was like, I'm having a hard time relating to this because the, because the Kave character. So not you, but the character in this show is not uh-huh. expressing any kind of remorse or reflection about this. And as a viewer, I have reached the limit of my empathy. Like I can't empathize with you because that's what I would be doing. Yeah. I would pause the confession and be like i couldn't help but feel like i had whatever i had been responsible you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. or like some of that stuff reflected poorly on me and he was like he was like yeah i just don't feel remorse he's like maybe i'm an alien he's like i just don't feel it Mm -hmm. he was like i think remorse is like a is like a performative feeling and i was like i think no (laughs) i was like i think it can be quite a private feeling Mm -hmm. um and that was frustrating to me too because i was like well you know there are a lot of things that human beings have to do like sure yes it could be a formality to say i'm sorry and you might not feel it but it's like part of the social contract Mm -hmm. and i was like i don't know am i making sense no i think that makes total sense uh yozing we're talking about the screening of kave's third season that felipe went to on sunday night and the aftermath of it and sort of what happened there and stuff. And I think what you're saying makes sense. Someone just in the chat asked to ca- yeah, 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 yeah. ask what they're talking about. Um, I think what you're saying makes sense. To me, it seemed to me like 
So he had shown something from his life that was like a difficult thing to sh- to share, and it, this relationship is revealed on screen that was like unequal or like uh, that was morally repugnant by like the terms and conditions of our uh, that we sure we all agree to sure sure, and I think it's it's fine. There are many documentaries where people like. That show acts of of uh, moral impurity, yeah. you know, like torture and violence and things that we all condemn. But the problem, like the big problem that I think happened or that where it turned bad, was like in in a kind of scary way for Cave about Cave was that he went up afterwards and he was like, I have no qualms about. Yeah, and in what fact, happened. he was like, he was like, everything she's saying, I think it's. Biased and wrong. Biased, and I don't he agree like with didn't, it. He, and I don't have any like regret about this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Alex, uh, Alex uh, in the chat going, "What are you guys talking about?" So, so, um, <laughs> so, 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 so it's like it's a little bit like a documentarian. It's not exactly like this, but a documentarian like. <laughs> Depicting torture or an act of violence, like or like showing a- acts of violence on screen, but then like in the Q and A, they're like, "No, I don't have a problem with those right. with that violence or something right. like that." It's like it's one thing to show something difficult on screen, but then another thing to like not condemn it or not see it as bad, or for the artwork to not condemn it. And so yeah. I think it was like you said this to me earlier and I think this is like a clear statement which is like if you're going to show something like that on screen the artwork itself like should condemn it or at least have an opinion about or acknowledge that thing, or igno- acknowledge it or else you're like on the bur it puts the the burden on <laughs> someone's like i only know you guys from simple town so it's kind of trippy to see you being so serious <laughs> yeah uh, so yeah so, <laughs> so, Jesus Christ. so so the thing so the thing you put the burden of the uh, on the per on the audience member to then like say that this is bad because they're afraid that the artwork doesn't know that it's bad and the artist itself. Yeah, I was thinking about with stand-up, like, you know, I think... (laughs) Jeremy says this is a sketch. (laughs) This is level three. There's something funny happening at level three. It's leading up to a punchline. Yeah. Um. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah. um, Wait, what was I going to say? Oh, it's just like, yeah, like in stand-up, like you can say something offensive, but you have to make the audience feel like safe in some way. Um, right. You or know. that you're on the same side as them. You share their opinion about the thing you just said. Right. I think um, with stand-up, like, you know, people who really make themselves proud and making the audience uncomfortable, it's frustrating because I think actually in stand-up, it's really easy to make the audience uncomfortable. Totally. Um, it's the easiest thing you can do, actually. And like, actually the... The real, not the real, uh, like, uh, kind of unlocking of the art is to be like, no, the audience is always right. If they're not laughing, they're not comfortable, and I haven't done my job. And that's how I felt. I was like, I was like, this piece doesn't make me feel, um, like, as much as one can be like, oh, art can be like about all these nasty things. It's like, I actually think 
all art has some sort of moral uh, idea that it's advancing. Not least of all, the show about the show. I think Coffee's actually quite moralizing in his show. He has like a really clear philosophy that he's always expounding on about honesty. Like the show is like about a utopia that he invents. Um, yeah, uh, we, we did already say it. Yeah, basically like this partner that he's with who he has like a very unequal relationship. Um, and you're gonna have to listen back through it. But um, yeah, like a, a relationship that's quite kind of gross I'll say it. it was kind of gross it was a relationship that I was like if I fused my friend I would be uncomfortable to be his friend like if I saw this person in a relationship I'd be like you should not be in this relationship it was kind of gross and manipulative um and you know again like so where was I going I was just yeah that it was nice for Caroline to name it um to mm-hmm. be like this made me sick because I was like it, at least it, then I felt really comfortable because I was like at least someone has said it like I think it's a failure of, of an artwork if you have someone come on and be like describe this awful thing that the, that the creator did you know the director did this thing and this character is like the director did x y and z and the director's never like yep well I know what you heard like and I feel bad about it or I feel some type of way about it and he didn't and then so he's in this Q&A and he's kind of like refusing and maybe it was out of guilt I couldn't tell I was like maybe he feels really guilty and that's why he's like so defensive about this yeah it just I was like at the very least this is a failure in the artwork to like um make the audience feel like they're on the same page kind of morally which I think all artworks have to do yeah um yeah yeah I think so and and I think it was it's such a tell that he's like so put off by the idea that people would be put off by this obviously bad thing like it's what you were saying is like it would be kind of a per it's a perfect end to the show or a perfect conclusion to Kaveh's philosophy and and project of the show that it like ends and sputters out and demise and ends with like this person telling telling this harrowing experience yes. of being in a relationship with him and being a part of this project and you're like well isn't this the perfect way that this would wish would end and in that way you'd be like as a viewer who wasn't at the q a you'd be like well this is a kind of brilliant last yes act exactly actually you're exactly right about that when the show ends with this awful uh like confession you think oh great if i was watching this in my room without kave present it would be like the show has answered my question if the show's question is like what where does this all honesty like where does this philosophy lead the final episode is like this is where it leads right and then or you just can kave's philosophy i don't think i don't think of it as the all honesty sure sure philosophy. sure but kave's philosophy where does kave's philosophy yeah. lead to it leads to him having like divorced his wife estranged from his kids like all these legal battles and this like terrible relationship with this like 20 year old girl yeah exactly you know? and but then him coming up and being like by the way none of that is bad i was like bro you f- if you just left me with the final thing yes i would have gotten thought, the correct conclusion yes, from it. you as a viewer you would have thought oh the artist knows this yes and it's smart that they're putting this in there because it's like it's the showing the ruins of the destruction yeah. they've created but then to for him to be in the q a being like no this is all fine then you're like oh well that's scary because now i see that you don't get that this is bad. yeah exactly and now i have to assert a moral philosophy about the sh- about the show you know what i mean yeah I ha- 
I realize it's not, you are not saying the thing I thought you were saying, yes. which is that this is bad. Yeah. And all these other things come into play too, where he's like, he's like, I don't think art should moralize. And I'm like, I don't think, again, I don't think that's true. And I don't think he actually believes that either. But I was also like, oh, it gets complicated because us being in this room, we're like suddenly collaborators. Like we're being filmed watching your thing. Yeah. And so I am not really just a viewer. And like my engagement with this with this yes. has to be different. You have to have an outrage. Exactly. Yes. Um, if, at, at least for the like simple reason that this that's like the kayfabe of this show. Right. Like the show needs someone in a scene to be like this was bad so you know what i mean like we actually did the work that he should have been doing so mm -hmm. that when he comes out with season four he's like yeah i was at the screening and they everyone told me to fuck off or whatever and then you as the viewer are like oh cool someone's like saying what you know what i'm thinking so at the very least we were like i think helping out right whatever the product but but i was also like i, I don't know i just felt it felt a little thin to be like, oh, art shouldn't moralize. I'm like, that's kind of level one. And then also another thing I felt was that I was kind of curious about the Kaveh philosophy for a long time. I was like, there's something kind of extreme about it that I mm -hmm. kind of like. Like, I'm, I'm into this like all honesty thing. And it's also a thing that I sort of at some point tried to practice in my life, which is like, you just tell everyone everything and you trust that if you tell, if you are coming in good faith, anything you say, even a really ugly feeling, is a positive thing ultimately to share but then seeing him up there talking about it and not acknowledging at least that this person had been like harmed in some part by him you know i'm sure also this person came loaded with all other sorts of like things that he was not responsible for but he had some part in it or he created a situation that produced a result or whatever and it made me feel like oh this philosophy of like that he has felt suddenly really thin it didn't feel like a deep thing to keep exploring because i was like if if the honesty is not a tool on the way to minimizing harm or like connecting with people or like feeling bonded or feeling love then then like what's the point of this philosophy yes. like it just and it's just like you know i can go around the, i can walk down the street see someone i think is ugly and be like you're ugly and it's like what is the value of that ultimately, you know? Sure, right. it's honest, but like, what is the value of that if it's not on the way to a sort of larger project? And so here I felt like, oh, the, the sort of place where this philosophy ends is at him. It's like anything he wants is good. It doesn't, it's not like an, a vision for how the world could be. Yes, yes. No, I completely agree. I think of that thing that is said about clothing where like the the, one of the key social purposes that fashion sh serves is it's a way to signal to people that you understand the social context that you're in and art is the same way like it it's a it's a kind of expressive act and in it we part of its purpose is to like signal that you understand the context the social context that you're in so when you see someone acting like a psychopath committing terrible but they're wearing acts. yeezys <laughs> but, and then you go ah you get, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get it if you see someone committing like doing something sociopathic on screen and then the, they don't condemn that act in that same piece of art or afterwards at the q a then you're like well i have a moral obligation to assert the like social agreement that we all have that like this is bad because you don't get that I'm totally. like asserting yeah. the, the social contract. It's true. And 
And that's like, I think, a necessity that you have to do if the art does it or the artist doesn't do that themselves. Yeah. They put the burden on you to do and that. And I don't, I also don't think that's like woke brained or anything. Like I could, I understand what he means by art should moralize. Like I understand what an artwork looks where you're frustrated by its moralizing. Like I know that artworks yeah. are, you know, like a kind of preachy, you know, preachy artworks. I get what's bad about that, but I'm like, there's all sorts of ways of acknowledging what happens in an artwork. Even if he had come out and been like, you know, that made me think a little about myself and it's tough. And ultimately I felt some kind of bad, but in the end I have to, I have to accept that it's what I did. You know what I mean? Like even like a complex, some, you can finesse it, even some complicated moral truth, even if it was like some of this I agree with, but some of this makes me feel bad or some of this is like hard to face. Like even that would be enough. Just some sort of like synthesis, you know, and and maybe it was simply that he hadn't put it in there, but I think the deeper problem was I was like, this is bad. And you, I don't think you think it's bad. And yes. I think it's quite bad. Yes. And it doesn't look good. And I feel weird about it. Yes. Totally. Um, yeah. So now you don't fuck with him anymore. I don't know. I don't know. I, again, like, I'm not interested in, I don't want to like cancel him or anything. I just wanted to tell a story because it, it was like a crazy thing that happened. Yeah. I mean, it was just funny to be in that room with all my friends and everyone's like, what the fuck is like on totally. screen right now? Like totally. I kept saying that also because the show was like less edited towards the end. So there were a lot of like loose, you know, like for instance, that last confession, that last episode of the confession, it's like totally unedited. And I said to my friends that it reminded me of like the game, um, portal where this is it's a stupid comparison but it really felt resonant where like you're in most of the game portal you're in this like white like porcelain room and then at one point there's like a wall that has a hole in it and you like walk inside and it's like behind the wall and it's all like this shitty wooden stuff like you know walls uh unfinished and there's like graffiti on the wall that's like get out get out like you shouldn't be here um and you're meant to understand that you're like outside the bounds of the game and it's like dangerous here um and it's like giving you a peek and like every all, all the like you know white porcelain walls are like the facade and behind there's this like there's a scary thing and now you're in the scary room um and that's kind of how it felt like as the editing got worse and worse i felt like i was in that scary room mm. i was like i'm not being taken care of anymore like this is not the fun kind of like right. bouncy rhythm of the show this is like an unfinished like <laughs> i want the edited version yeah. with all these girlfriends <laughs> like him yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, so there you go. That's what happened. <laughs> How we doing? If we were going to do an hour, we would be done, be done now. Yeah, I'm cool with that. Do you want to end up with something kind of like lighter? Um, yeah. Let's end with something lighter. Um, well, it's Friday, folks. And for Halloween, I'm thinking... I should be my girlfriend should be AOC and I should be her boyfriend I think that's a great idea her Boston boyfriend I think that's fun right uh huh that's fun yeah uh, what should I be what what should I be Carly said I should be Kave <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, that would be awesome. That could awesome. be kind of a level three outfit. People would discover this podcast and you, like, on on just the, the Kaveh thing, they'd be like, who's this guy who's obsessed with Kaveh? Yeah. And they see, like, your, like, Halloween pics. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God. 
This is a show about Kave Sahedi that Sarah and Philippe and I started three years ago. <laughs> Before we even knew about him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I, I want I want Halloween to be over. I don't want to think about an outfit. So you can so Halloween could be over, Costume. so it could be Thanksgiving, your most favorite holiday. Yeah. Yeah. And you know I'll say it. People have all sorts of mixed feelings about Thanksgiving and what it means or whatever. You know what I say? Just throw away what it means. It's time to be with family. <laughs> Forget the context. Forget the historical context. Yeah. Just hang out with your family. I love Thanksgiving. Why did they, Why are there so many holidays like packed into the end of the year? It's like they were planning the calendar and then they like forgot that you had to have this many holidays. I wouldn't be in the room where they came up with yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't be in the room where they came up with I can just imagine the boardroom where they came up with that. You got me, brother. <laughs> and they looked and they were like, it was like October was coming around. They're like, fuck, it's almost the end yeah. of the year. Yeah. And then they like packed them all in then. Yeah, it's a guy who's like in his cubicle, like they're like you got to come up with some holidays and he's just just like looking at porn yeah, exactly and then october comes around and he's like fuck i didn't come up with any holidays and he's like there's gonna be four in the next three months exactly but but once the new year happens which is by far the worst holiday the worst new, holiday of all new time new year's eve after that man you're just in a desert it's a you're, wasteland it's a long stretch it's of a time wasteland. before there's another holiday they should put they should put thanksgiving in january yes and february, they should put I'd new say. year's in february okay yeah 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 yeah. so it's halloween october then december christmas then then thanksgiving january new year's is on february I think, and then you go into the spring i think new year's should be like early march or something because new year's new year's eve because it's like that's when things feel like they're beginning to change yeah it sucks to get new year's eve and you're just like well fuck now it's the worst part of the year for three yes months. bro it's like you know how they say that they put produce up front in the yes. supermarket what if they put what if they put the bathroom at the beginning of the supermarket exactly. you have to walk through the stalls exactly that's what it's like and that's yeah. the first thing you see yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. What would you want to buy once that happened? Nothing. Nothing. Kyle says they were high when they came up with it. Yeah, I want to be in that boardroom where they yeah. came up with it. Yeah, what the fuck were they smoking? Like PCP <laughs> or some shit like that? It was like, yo, I know what we should do. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And like, what the fuck were they wearing too? Like, probably yeah. like tie dye and shit. Yeah, like and Yeezys. That. Yeah, and Yeezys. <laughs> And Maison Margiela. <laughs> they look sick. And Gucci. <laughs> they look really yeah, good. They look really nice. <laughs> and and uh, and Balenciaga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what? Take the three dumbest kids in your graduating class and like give them the responsibility <laughs> of planning the holidays. Like, what the fuck? That is so true. That is so true. Yeah, that's a little sketch for you guys there yeah. at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. What an episode. What an episode. Yeah, this was fun. And we'll be back next week, probably just Felipe and I, because Sarah, who knows when she'll 
show up. It was funny. Felipe and I were talking last night. I was like, okay, how can we get more listeners? And it was like, bro, we can't even get the damn host to be on this podcast. <laughs> the podcast not funny enough. <laughs> <laughs> Much less the listeners. Oh. It's a it's an arm and a leg trying to yeah. drag Sarah onto this podcast. Yeah. No, but I think it's about the. I think it's all about the change now that she's quit her job. Yeah, and enough so. time has passed. Uh-huh. She's about to get a new job. Yeah, she's not gonna tell. She's not here to say it, but she got the job at Reuse, big Reuse, or big whatever. Reuse. Yeah, and she's gonna be part of a team now. Which yeah, is what she always wanted. Uh, I can't. Sarah work in retail. I love it. That's what. That's great. Yeah, you'd think like that's not what you want to do. You'd rather be a TV, a movie producer. No, no, no. I actually think this is the right move. Well, we'll see. Tune in to the next couple of episodes to find out. And yeah, we got to get Caroline on the pod. Thanks yeah. for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Raisin Man Arena.